0: And coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody! Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Doctor Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio all of the above and then some we have got like a super fun show so everybody write this down this is our live call-in number or over there at Facebook okay it doesn't matter here's what I want you to do throughout the show today you're going to be able to call in 1-800-930-2819 or at Facebook you're going to be able to type this in so here's the way we're going to roll First, let me say hi to Benny, hi to Olivia, hi to Jessica, hi to all of you. Howdy, Beth. Okay, so what happened to me today, Benny, yeah. Jessica, Olivia, this is like cool in preparation for today's show. We're going to be talking about the, the history, symbolism, and design of over 50 tarot decks. But here's what you're going to have to do when you call in. You're going to call into the show, and you're going to give me a, a number. And that number is going to go from wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, like wait, still waiting for it. Like, just give me one more waiting for it. Almost there. You're going to give me a number from 36 to 221. Any number in there. And I'm going to go to that place. And that's going to be your symbol how fun is that? So if you're, if you're watching this on Facebook, okay, so what did I just say? Anywhere from 36, I think we're going to start at 36, 36, all the way over to, it's a lot of, there's a lot of information in front of me right here, all the way over to, what did I say? 221, 221. You pick a number and we're going to talk symbolism today. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, It's interesting to think about this. Uh, The other day I did an interview, and most of you saw that, with uh, Luke Blue Eagle. And we were talking about the history of crystals, but we were also talking about the symbolism. And we learn about symbols in, 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 in so many different ways, right? But when we think about these, the question really is, how is it as humanity, you know, how is it? that we have come up with a word like symbols. That's the word we come up with. But what's the meaning of this? And so here's the thing I love about doing a show like this. And and, and I'm going to be pulling from the book Iconic Tarot Decks, The History of Symbolism and Design of Over 50 Decks. Sarah Bartlett joining me here today. OK. Uh, the other day, I shared a story where I was driving to work like really, really early, driving to the studios here and uh like this whole family of raccoon passed in front of me and so this morning i'm driving i came a little bit later so i could see the road and just one of them little raccoon didn't make it they must have been trying to cross without me that that'll teach you (laughs) i'm just kidding but not everybody stops. I mean, I'm a stopper, right? I, if something's like in the road, I'm going to stop. I, I, you know, I, I stopped for elk. I stop for moose. I stopped for little, I don't even know what they're called. They're not chipmunks. They're bigger than a chipmunk, but they're like little things that run across the road. I'm a stopper. But not everybody stops, But there's still symbolism in things. And this is really the kind of cool part today is if you're if you're Sarah, you've gone through and this is the first book to showcase these iconic decks, both from a historical perspective, bringing us up to contemporary times. That's what Luke Blue Eagle did the other day in the book that he wrote it wasn't just a book about crystals. And so most of the interview we did together, wasn't about the crystals, it was about the lessons, the teaching and what we bring forward. Um, last night, I was doing a bunch of of things at home doing some work at home. And in the background was this movie. Right. Because I am one of these people that I have to have extra sensory f- things going on. When I went back to school, if you ever came into my study in my room, like I was really a student at midlife. And so that had to do with being in a small apartment, the whole thing that you go through. But if you ever came into my room back then, what you would find is me like on a computer doing computer stuff you probably find some kind of music playing through my little iTunes thing, whatever that is. And, and which I still have, which is ancient. I have one of the original, like I tune things and, and you probably see the television on cause that is just my jam. That's the way I do it. If you ever came into, like my room right now here in our studios, this is my office. This is not home, and but it's home. If you ever came in here, I'm surrounded by things that most people, like when Jessica comes to the door, she like stands at the door. I have a funny feeling that it's because there's just so many things in here. Even though I have like a little chair in there, she just stands at the door. Uh, The other reason she probably stands at the door is because if she comes in, she probably knows I'll talk her ear off. But- Here's the thing about symbols. Are we awake and aware enough about them to pay attention to them? And so I'm watching. There are two things, right, that I was really struck by. I'm really struck by these sound bites now. Um, having been doing this for a while, if you'd have told me a bunch of years ago, man, Pat, you're going to be so attracted to sound bites, right? So, what's a sound bite? I would have said, like, what? Who bit? What? Is that like a tick? What is that? A bite? I would have not, absolutely not have understood what you were talking about. But, you know, it's interesting the way things set us up. This morning, I did a pre-record with Courtney, and I was really struck by this, Courtney Cottrell, which you're going to be hearing. Um, And it is about setbacks and so in 2 days here is what I've heard message wise right this is interesting for me if i'm awake and aware enough i'm taking let's just say starting with sunday sunday 2 last night how many things have i heard meaning how many things messages sound bites how many things have showed up to make me hit pause for a minute and then ask myself the question what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? So here's what's interesting. Many of you uh, uh, have heard me talk about the movie Dune. Now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to give the movie away. It's a remake. Yes, it is. I believe me. Believe it or not. Here's me. I'm what you can call a new mainstream kind of person. I I represent the new mainstream. I have one foot in the cultural creatives. I have one foot in greening the earth. I have one foot in holistic living. I also have another foot in pop culture. It's really an interesting place. Sometimes I have to ask myself, okay, which one is showing up today? And that really draws me into both worlds. It draws me into the world of, of saying, I actually know who these young actors are and then at the other side I'm really interested in the symbolism of Tarot and I love being this because it's a student but here's the question are you all seeing to take it from a line from silver lining notebooks are you all seeing the signs are you seeing the signs do you know what the signs are are you seeing the signs? You know, this morning with Courtney, we were talking about how setbacks are really a setup. And I heard that sound right now three times, minimally three times today. I've heard setback to setup or setback to opportunity. And so what are the signs that can allow us, and I say allow because we have to actually give ourselves permission. Change to heal, we have to actually say, Okay, dude, Pat, you are going to have permission now to really choose a different way of life, or choose a different path, or choose a different mindset. And I was so struck, and I remember hearing this oh my gosh, how long ago when the first Dune movie came out? I don't even know what year that is. Benny can probably look that up in a hot second. But this idea of This quote and thinking about symbolism at the same time really invites us to take an introspective look into our lives. So, today's show for all y'all out there is literally this it is the show 1984. Okay, thank you, Benny. Yep. It's the show that allows us to have a symbol show up. And I'm going to do my best to pull one forward for you. Pick up. You're going to pick that number from. What did I say? Um, you're going to pick that number. We're going to go to the symbol. S- yeah, Sorry, thank thirty-six you, to two twenty-one. We're going to do that. Yep. You're going to get that number. You don't even have to come on the air. You just have to tell Benny what the number sure. is, or in Facebook, just type your number in, and Jessica can get that for me. But here's the deal. I'm a, Benny. I'm a little bit obsessed with something. I'm having a little obsession moment. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what the obsession's all about. It's, it's an obsession that, have you ever had an experience, a deja vu experience where you either hear something or you see something, but you hear it and you're seeing it? it's like not the first time, but like there's there's something inside of this that's going to help us. As Courtney said this morning, it's going to help us set up. It's going to help us move from setback to setup to help us understand the resilience that we are, to help us understand also that part of our journey here is, as Courtney Cottrell would say, to be unapologetically favored. See, and if we are that, if we truly believe that, then we're not going to be driven any more or any less by what we see. We're not going to have the fear of a bank account that may not look like your brothers or your sisters cause us to shrink back. So what are the symbols that help us move forward? What are these things that allow us to step forward today and just stand up and stand up not unapologetically silent, but unapologetically favored and picking the symbolism of the moment that we're in? We're going to take a short break when we come back. I'm going to read this quote again because this thing has been haunting me it has been haunting me and how is it showing up even in the craziest of scenarios i don't know if you all are experiencing that but we're going to talk about that when we come back we'll be right back with the dr pat show is your life stressful and unfulfilling would you like to make changes but you don't know how Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. I'd like to recommend The Nepti and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. This is a memoir with questions to help you change your story and live a life that's more pleasing to you. For more information or to purchase this fabulous book, please go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or go to CarlGreer.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God Consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune in to And That's When I Realized The Truth and Comedy of Midlife with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just gotta laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. That's drkathyobert.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion, with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We're talking about symbolism today. And for those of you out there, I'm still going to give a copy away of the iconic Tarot Decks, the history, symbolism, and design of over 50 decks by Sarah Bartlett. I mean, the book is filled. And the reason that I said, if you really want to have a reading today about this, easy to do. 1-800-930-2819. Call in and just give us a number. Uh, You don't have to come on air, but if you want to, you can. If you're watching on Facebook, just give me a number. And then we will go to that page and we will find out exactly what that card is that symbol. Now, some of these, I will tell you, is very fascinating to me as I went through the book, and I'm not sure if Olivia's got copies of the book to show, but you know, what I love about this is, first of all, there are different decks. So let's just say that. And there are nuances and differences in the decks. And And Benny, you and I were talking about this before the break. So just to set the record straight for everybody, because I just got a text message from someone. Let me be clear. Yes, I will, I will correct myself. There are differences between, and let's talk about Dune, because Dune, the movie, is a book. It is a Frank Herbert novel. And for those of you, and I just want to tell you a little bit about my experience with this when this novel first came out. It came out in the 60s. And it was in some circles, it was, okay, maybe you should read it. It didn't quite achieve that level of, let me just call it cult, pop cult. And what does pop cult mean? It means that something has so fascinated people that they begin to follow it unapologetically. How have we seen it? Well, If we want to go back in time, we've seen it through the the books that Anne Rice wrote. If you know Anne Rice, Queen of Vampires, I think she like set the stage, Benny. I'm just saying, people can disagree with me about this. Before Anne Rice, there was a view of vampires that came on from early, early conversations about them, kind of like Frankenstein, the book, not the movie, the book, but kind of like that view of it. But when somebody comes along and gives a different perspective on things, they change the symbolism in it. And so what do I mean by it? So you go along and you're in your early, early century, and you're starting to see visualization and and pictures depicting things in our world, things that weren't readily available. Now, like this morning, Linda was telling me about Becky. And, um, uh, Becky is, um, Linda's niece, uh, Becky, Becky Searle. And, um, and, and so when we think about this, I don't even think that's right. I don't think it's Becky. So I got the whole last name, but that's not my point. So we were talking about this and, you know, and here's an account that we can go to, you know, she has a beautiful Instagram account on there. She's an artist. And we get to see her art and we get to see all about her and we get to see the evolution of creativity and see at the same time, we get to look at the symbolism of things. And this is really where we are now. What is it that we're not now? So what we're having a really hard time doing is looking at something and having more than the attention span of a gnat, right? you know what I mean. Okay, so maybe it's not you, but you know what I mean, right? I mean, how often do you pick up your phone, you got your phone, you go through it, you go through your phone, you go to your text message, you're seeing, okay, wait a minute. All right. Okay. Yep. Okay. There's that. Um, Yep. Okay. Oh, I just saw a text that was sent to me at eight uh, this morning. And by the way, that's like old news, because I didn't see it from one of our producers. But this is where we live. So what has caused you to stop and pause? And the more people I speak with, the more people that share what these past 24 months plus have been like, almost across the board, have one thing to say. And this is interesting. You're probably thinking, what the heck does any of this have to do with symbolism? It has everything to do with it, and here's why. Before 24 months ago, we were way too busy to even pay attention. And that's not the case of everyone. That's certainly a generalization because there are people that I know, just like I did when I was younger, working three jobs just to pay the rent. But we got to experience something unprecedented. And I don't know that we've completely processed it yet. And that is moments where we had to stop. And I was listening to um, a town hall the other day. I didn't catch the whole thing, but it was a small part of it from from President Biden. And I caught the clip of him where they asked him a question about jobs. And he answered it in three ways. And I was actually surprised at the accuracy of his answer. He talked about three different things that have happened. And most people probably just blew by that. But he talked about these three things. And we're actually experiencing it here. He certainly talked about the fact that people were just backed off, put on their butts. He talked about the job market and how jobs went from here to here. But he's talked about something else. He said, you know what people are doing? They're rethinking their world. That $6 job per hour that you went to every day, somehow you figured out you don't have to take that job. Right? And so what is it that happened to give us a global, see global, you know, there are some people that talked about the movie The Secret and talked about the energy and vibration of sound and consciousness and how we create our day and how we go forward and are able to do that differently. But what's happened along the way is us rethinking the things in our lives that have caused us to either reflect upon a different sign a different pathway, a different passage. And so Doom is an interesting movie. And it's interesting to me because I grew up with the book. It was one of the first books that I was invited to read because I graduated high school pretty much not being able to read or write. That's like truth, truth confessions, just saying right there. And I think back at the summer, I had to go to summer school to graduate. And I think back to going to the summer school and and I was failing uh, in high school. Uh, I did graduate, but I was failing literature, the class. Like, Like they actually taught that in Plainfield High School. But see, that wasn't me. You know, I had moved from New York in a music program in a music school, and I moved to a school that didn't have a music program. And so here I was, I was out 48 days in my senior year, I don't know how Dara Stoner hired me at the phone company, but I know that she got me off the streets to do that. And I started to look at my life and go back. And so I had to learn how to read. At some point, I had to learn how to read, because I wasn't going to be able to stay in the mailroom of the phone company very long. And so there were a handful of books that people gave me or a handful of books that I was given. And when you think about the original book, it was 19. I know it was in the 60s, the book came out, but I didn't get to it in the 60s. But it was right up my alley. Because anything sci fi is what I related to as a kid, the symbolism in comic books, whether you're a Marvel fan or you're a DC Universe fan or you're somebody else's fan, I was a kid that latched onto symbols. Couldn't read very well. Certainly didn't understand mathematics very well. And I've shared a little bit about how I was learning different. But symbols, holy cow! Like, is that even a phrase, "holy cow" anymore? Um, symbols, things that are symbolic. Became imprinted, right? Now, there are so many symbols in the world right now. There's so many things to call from, to learn from. See, I do not think it is a mistake at all that we've had this time. And I'm listening to um, a podcast this morning. Yes, I, I listen to podcasts. I do podcasts. I own a podcast network. And I listen to stuff. So the deal this morning, my first message this morning, symbol. I got to call it a symbol. So I'm riding to work, riding to work. What do you think the name of the podcast was? So the name of the podcast was um, Setback is a Setup. That was the podcast. Even before I got in, then I come in, and I'm doing the pre-record with Courtney. So what's Courtney talking about? Set back, right to success. And I'm thinking, where are we going with this universe? Where are we going with this? Where what is this happening? Here's my big epiphany. We're gonna go take a short break. My big epiphany. Has to do with my obsession for this quote. I, this is this is, and if you're going to have a little obsession, it's okay. I'm not. I'm. I don't down obsessions. Okay, I just don't do it. I'm obsessed with bringing positive talk to the world. But here's this quote that just wouldn't leave me. And by the way, if you watch the movie. Try to listen for it because it doesn't come all at once in the movie. I I don't think it does. Maybe Benny can help me out. Maybe Jessica. I don't know. But here it is. This is from Frank Herbert who wrote the book. So like a movie was a book. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye, the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Now, that is a book came out in 65. There's another book that came out later, which I'll talk about when we come back. But the symbolism is clear. Fear. It's not just the mind killer. It's the heart killer. It's the soul killer. It is that thing that if we allow it into our consciousness, it will embed every cell in our body. It will bring toxicity into our world that we've never seen before. But fear, in this four-line instruction, this is like a little instruction. It tells us what to do. When we come back, are we ready to do it? Are we ready to move from setback to setup? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back everybody with the Dr. Pat show. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James for The Spark, Wednesday nights, six o'clock Pacific time, nine o'clock Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come. Champion your life with me. Leanne Champion, first and third Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit ChampionYourLife.com and let's do this together. It's time to get your life back When you awaken the truth of your patterns, limitations, and beliefs, you can start to heal relationship with yourself, others, and your circumstances. I'm Ritika Rose, life coach, author, and speaker. My mission is to help you align with your most powerful, authentic self and transform how you experience your inner and outer world. Find the confidence and peace to live the highest version of your life. Visit ritikarose.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune into the Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about symbolism. Uh, We're talking about what has happened in the past 24 minutes, at least for me, to change me a bit. And there are three things that I can talk about, and and I consider them symbolic. Let me just say that. I consider them symbolic. Um, Let me talk about something symbolic that I do in my life. I don't know why I do it. Don't know where it started. I don't know when it started. But there's this little thing that happens to me. So if you ever see me come in and do a show, right, Benny? And I come in and my hair is pretty much not even like that on the side. Not not like that. Like my hair is really cut close to the scalp. Like pretty much like a Sinead O'Connor deal, right? That's because somewhere in my history, or my friends say it was my past life, somewhere along the way, that when I get to those moments of having a setback, as Courtney called it today, um, on the show, there's an action that I automatically am drawn to do. I don't think about it. I don't think about, oh, my gosh, you're going to have to be on video. Oh, like. And so this started to me early on in life, but then became more more pronounced as I got older. And when I lost the job at, at the phone company, which was pretty much my doing, right? I mean, I just was not going to do something that felt so wrong. And it was at the time, like the Sinead O'Connor time, right? Which I said to Benny, I think is one of the saddest songs ever, ever written. You may disagree. But it is just, and and you know that song didn't come from her, it came from Prince. But he didn't sing it. He gave it to her to sing. And it's one of those songs that when you hear it, you just can't, it's haunting. But it was an interesting time. And I remember going into my last large auditorium role. In the phone company, everybody's in the auditorium. I'm an executive. I'm sitting in a row with a lot of other people. And I walk in. And by the way, my natural color hair is what you see when this grows out. And it is dark and it is not gray or it is not white. It is dark. Um, that's one of the things that you know I picked up from my dad's side of the family, and probably will have a little gray in it now, but it's pretty much we stay like darkhead and walked in. And I had just gone down to 8th uh, 8th, uh, 8th Avenue in New York, and I just went down to the east side, and I walk into a hair cutting place, and it was Russian owned back then, and I walked in, and I talk about Igor, I know that wasn't his name, that's what I called him, walk in, sat down in his chair, and I said, take it all off. Now, if you knew me back then, I had really like hair. And as I was younger, I had really long hair. And if you see any of the pictures of me with Sam playing table tennis, you'll see it. But that was symbolic for me. See, symbol, that's what we're talking about today. That was symbolic for me. And what I've discovered is I'm so drawn to following the signs. I just love that line from Silver Lining Playbooks with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. If you read the signs. So here's my message for today, as I look at this beautiful book, you know, by Sarah, and the history of symbolism. And I think about the signs. If we read the signs, So I opened the book. I shared a couple of things with you. Two shows this morning about turning setbacks to setups. And the setups are for success. Listen to the podcast all the way into work today. And then I have to ask God, spirit, universe, goddess, life force, energy. What is mine to do? What are you, what are you telling me? And when I do that, I get an answer. I get such a strong answer that I put it in our team calendar. I don't think anybody saw it in the team calendar except Linda. And she said, What does that mean? Why do you have stay the course in the calendar every day? What what the heck does that mean? Stay the course. I said, I don't know, like STC. I don't know. Is that good? Stay the course well, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? I said, just mean, stay the course. What are the symbols showing up in your life and what do they mean to you? So what is it about a book I read? And if you think about this book, Doom, just one book. But if you think about this book, and, and I'm, I'm and by the way, I'm back rereading it and I have the audio version of it because I've been so drawn to this after watching the movie. I was so drawn to the symbolism. There's so much in here. So much in here for me. That I have to read things a couple of times, like when I bring people on in the show. I read their books before I bring them on, and then I have their books in front of me. And so what are the signs you're paying attention to, and what do they mean? So here's what I've learned about symbolism. One, if you have a sign, process it yourself before you process it with anybody else. That's like rule number one for me. That is like my number one thing. If I see a sign before I'm going to talk about it on air to all of you or mention it to somebody on the team, I've had enough time with it, and I mean sacred time with it to absorb sort of a meaning for me. When you get the message of setback to setup within a six-hour period, and you hear that message five or six times over, what it is for me, it's a call to change my perspective. If you're Jessica, you have to listen to her podcast all about, you know, perspectives and possibilities you have to really be able to say what can i do that's not governed by the government not governed by my job not governed by my relationships what can i do and the and the thing that comes to mind is from this movie as this young what are they calling him in the book this young mysterious mystical hero, so to speak, takes his hand without any information. Like he didn't say like, why do you want me to put my hand in that little box? Finds out it's going to be about pain, puts his hand in a box and and then realizes if he takes it out, he will die. But he doesn't take it out. And in that moment, it's interesting what I heard. So he's experiencing pain, but he's not talking about pain. See, this is so cool for me, given where I am in my life, to really understand something I missed. 1965, when this book was written, one of the top best-selling books, Dune. So if you if you don't want to watch the movie, the, the book, it's like a book. It's like before movies, sometimes there are books. What I was fascinating about this was he wasn't talking about his pain. He was talking about fear. Fear is a mind killer. That's what you hear him mumble. And throughout the movie, you hear more about it, but you don't really hear, I don't believe you hear the entire quote that I read before in totality. Because right now, fear is what's dividing us. It's the mind killer, but it's also the humanity killer. See, I thought about this a lot, been doing a number of shows. We got some great hosts joining the network, and they're taking on really tough conversations. And the tough conversations are empowering. And drive a pathway to freedom. But I don't really think I know of conversations in my life that haven't been tough for me sometimes to have, but have been completely a pathway to freedom. And I wondered, what happens, right? What happens when we live our lives without even knowledge of the word fear can you imagine for a minute not having knowledge of fear like it doesn't exist can you imagine that a life can you imagine that life and I was talking to a friend of mine and just and I made that statement I said you know for most of my life people say that I was fearless I think I was just ignorant in a good way I said, you know, I didn't have the roadblocks or the conditioning to tell me I couldn't do something. You know, I I didn't have that until I got older. But what are the symbols and what are the signs that have helped guide me along the way? So I'm I'm here in the book and, and I said, you know, pick a number. For me, what happened is I open a page. And I don't always go to the same page in the book. People say, oh, you know, Pat, you pick a page in the book, you always go to this. No. I, I open the page and what I came upon in the book, I believe is a message for us all. And it's a reminder for us. And so the reminder for us is what? What happens when you open the page and you get to the, the card, the tarot card, or tarot, you know, some people say tarot, some people say tarot, and you get to the card, that's called the wheel of fortune. What happens when that is a symbol that shows up? And I start to read about this, right? And and this was interesting. The symbolism is a mythical beast falling down. The wheel represents our sins, while the Egyptian wolf god, meaning opener of the ways, climbs the wheel to evoke progress and change. Some scholars identify this figure with Anubis, who is usually shown with a black head, Guiding souls to the afterlife. At the top sits a sphinx-like creature, guardian of the secret knowledge. The card signifies a turning point, an important change in one's life, or in or a time to open up to fresh opportunities. See, I love this. It's so obviously the universe wants me to pay attention to something, right? Otherwise, why would you get a message set set back to set up? go to a page, wheel of fortune. So the question really is, are you aware of the signs popping up every day around you? What do they represent? You know, what is it that I was so struck by the other day when I pulled out of my driveway and I'm living in a new place now. So I've never really had this experience because where I previously lived, there weren't a lot of um, oak trees or a lot of evergreens, but now where I live, I got this like maple tree in the front that turns colors. And then I got all these other gigantic like pine trees and all their little needles are coming down. And so I had a moment the other day, which was really interesting. I looked in the backyard and the entire yard, which was green, because we're getting a lot of, was covered, covered with these brown like Um, I don't even know what to call them. They're not all needles, but the whole yard was covered, right? The front, when I went out and I shared this experience, I was pulling out and I looked at the street and I, it's really, I I live on the end of a cul-de-sac and I was pulling out and the street was covered with these leaves. And I had a moment because I had not seen that in a really long time. I'm from the East Coast. So if you're from the East Coast and you live places where you have trees, where the leaves come down, all you think about is I got to rake them. I got to get them up, right? But I haven't had this experience. And I was so struck by this. I was so struck by the change of seasons. When I step back later on today in my meditation and when I'm talking about symbols, right? and I'm talking about different things that show up, am I gonna be open enough to pay attention to them and do anything? Here's my discovery about this card today and about the other card that showed up. And I love that she represents in this book, different cards. Um, She also, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Bartlett in this book also talks about, Ann Stokes, gothic tarot and so when I go and I look at this I go to take a look at this other art this other representation and pull and and the pages about the queen of swords so are you willing to take 15 minutes out of your day and stop and see what symbols have shown up for you and what have I learned about symbols here's what I've learned about symbols first of all don't judge them You know, for a really long time, if you keep pulling the ant card out of the medicine book, and you keep thinking, why couldn't I pull an eagle? Read what the ant's about, right? So if you can step back today, just step back and take a look at all of the messages that are showing up for you. If you're looking for a job, and you're on the job hunt, What are the signs that you're seeing to guide you to that perfect job? How about a relationship? There are signs. There are symbols all along the way. And yet we feel so alone sometimes. We feel like we're taking and trudging this road of destiny by ourselves. And all around us, there's so many messages that are coming forth, right? And so swords reflects our struggles with our thoughts. I'm just going to read it. Swords reflect our struggles with our thoughts, beliefs, and reactions to others. Even though the queen has regret, she has acquired enough knowledge to stay strong in the face of disillusionment. Wheel of fortune and queen, right? Set back to set up. Opportunities. The message that I got today there's a punchline to all of this. Getting just hit over and over and over again with quotes like fear is the mind killer. And there's so many more. But here's the thing that I stepped away with today when I when I reflected on all of this including my little raccoon friend that didn't make it across the road. What if everything you needed, what if every single thing you needed in this moment, like right now, like right now, not tomorrow, not five minutes from now, not 10 minutes from now, but what if everything you needed to enact your vision, your dream, that next action, what if everything you needed was already in front of you? See, that was my takeaway today. had a giant epiphany. You know, we have three major things we're doing with the network. And what I realized this morning was all of the resources, all of the people, everything we need is already here. So if everything is already here for you, then what's missing? What's missing is the cleanest words. What's missing is your belief, unwavering belief. Everything you need for your life, for happiness, for the job you want, for the success you want, for the health you want, for the health of your family, everything you need is already in front of you. It's already there. The only thing that stops us from seeing it is believing that, believing that one thing. And Jessica and I just went through this yesterday in a couple of ways. We looked around at a couple of team members and we just we said it's already here you know we're going to put a job post out for one of our sales and marketing positions and we realized wait a minute we already have somebody here that could do that or we're thinking about you know how can we enrich the experience to you the listeners and we look around and we say wait a minute we have the skills to introduce images in our videos, to introduce sound bites, to introduce footage, to introduce do this, to make it a better experience for you. We already have it. So, today's lesson in all of this is fear is not only the mind killer, it is the soul killer, it is the heart killer. It is the thing that will stop you from taking that next step and applying to a school that somewhere in your mind you don't think you're ever going to get in. Because if I would have had that fear, I would have never applied for the schools that I applied to. My ignorance in what it took to move forward in life has helped me in so many ways because it was uncrusted. And I look back and I said to Linda the other day, I said, you know, if I'd have known then in 1993 and 94, what I know now about the academic system in the United States, I wonder if I would have applied to those schools. But see, the laws of the universe, God, spirit, what you believe is already carved out a pathway for your heart's desire. All we have to do is match the strength of unconditional faith and unwavering belief in who we are. That's how we change the world. And you may think you have no power. You may think you're an individual person. But I will tell you this, one person changing a perspective and moving from hate to love triggers a ripple effect for another person to do the same, and then another, and then another, and then another. That's the invitation I want to leave you with. So today, please look for the symbols that will make the journey easier for you. I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.